0: Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. Glad you're joining us today. I'm Harold Thornbrough, joined by...
1: Rachel Jamison.
0: Rachel, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm recovering from the last couple of weeks of craziness.
0: We're going to talk all about that today because we're doing something a little different today. We're going to just have this coffee chat. We're going to sit here and drink our coffee. We're going to talk about our homesteads and we're going to talk about what we've been up to because we've both been doing some different things, but we've really... You know, we want to talk about our gardens too. I mean, it's middle of the year, a little past the middle of the year, and things have blown up in the gardens. And I'm, by that, I mean all things. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. Let's just jump right into that. How's how's the gardening going?
1: Ah, uh, it is going great. My garden. So we went for a long time without rain, mm. and I always find it really interesting how I can. We water from a lake, which is pretty mucky. So you would think that I'm getting. All sorts of nutrition from fish poop and everything else that's in the lake, but we got rain finally, and um the garden just exploded, but with the garden exploding with rain, the weeds also decided, oh, yes, rain so I have I went from my garden looking fairly immaculate to my garden looking like crazy wild jungle. And I'm now playing catch up with it, but, um, yeah, that's, but I'm thankful for the rain and, um, but it is just amazing. The difference between pond water, rainwater, and then hose water, how differently your garden reacts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For some reason, the the rain just does something to a garden. That's completely different. It's like it was made for it or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I did that and I've pulled garlic. Um, last week I pulled garlic.
0: I didn't see any fancy pictures of your braids. I mean, did you
1: I'm working on that today? (laughs) I'm just kidding. So the last couple of weeks, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead because we have our little notes here, but yeah. (laughs) The last couple of weeks I have had people here and then because I had the week off, I had to pay for all of my week off last week. And so I basically, one morning at like 6 a.m., went out and pulled all the garlic, stuffed it in the basement so it could dry out because it's been crazy humid here. If I would have put it outside. yeah. From, so I stuffed it in the basement, and um, I'm going to start braiding it today. Cool. But Can't wait to see those
0: pictures. I'm sure there'll be so pictures.
1: So much garlic. I'm going to have to put some garlic up for sale.
0: I... I'm just going to plant a lot more next year too this this, this fall as well. Yeah. I mean I, that was kind of my goal. I, I did grow a lot and I just I plan on doubling my garden space on on garlic cuz yeah. I just want to do more with it and um so I'm I actually fermented some and I liked have, it so much yes, that yummy. I'm like this is pretty good. I mean, I didn't even fully ferment, but I did taste some because it was in the process. And I was like, oh, I do like this. This is really good. It so, is so I definitely good. found more. You turned me on to that. And I've definitely found more uses for garlic now. So,
1: yeah. You know what? The other thing, too, is um, I think in our last podcast, we talked about you were having some rabbit issues. Yeah. Well, now I have a cute little fluffy bunny in my garden. And it has ate my second planting of beans right down to nothing. And it ate all my sunflower sprouts.
0: Yeah. And, it the war- I-
1: and now I got to find this little critter. I think I need to get a live trap. But um, the funny part is, is the garlic did do its job. Wherever I planted that garlic, that bunny ate nothing.
0: Yeah. And I think if I just put a live purpose- trap out there, I just catch neighborhood cats probably because they're always oh, strolling yeah. around my garden.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a fence up so the the rabbit's getting in under the fence. But because mm. um, I had to put a fence up for the deer. Well, I don't have deer now, but I have a rabbit now (laughs) (laughs) or more than one, probably. Um, But so I've been fighting the rabbit and pill bugs. Mm. I have pill bugs like I have. It was crazy. What
0: are they eating in your garden?
1: Strawberries. Okay, They love the strawberries. I guess I mulched them with wood and I'm thinking that pill bugs like decomposing wood and I'm thinking that they're eating procreating in the wood chips and um yep so got
0: a solution in mind for that or still researching
1: i did the redneck solution and i put (laughs) down newspaper and um cardboard okay so the strawberries were not sitting in the wood chips anymore
0: gotcha okay
1: yeah it looks really rednecky but you know what it worked and i was like so short on time that it was i have 20 minutes (laughs) i have boxes and i have Newspaper.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay, then. Yeah, I'm I'm experiencing a lot of the same thing. I mean, the garden blew up and the weeds did too. I mean, I'm getting lots of food. I've been out there getting lots of food. I've been eating every day from the garden really well. Been putting up some things, making a lot of good dishes. And um, but the weeds, I have not been able to stay on top of the weeds because I've been so busy on with other things, I just haven't spent enough time weeding the garden so the weeds have gotten out of control but I'll tell you something else we've been really hot here I don't know up there you're probably been a lot cooler um we've been hot well, and it's all over so the bolting has become an issue. I, I've had a oh. lot of things like chard usually doesn't bolt this quick it is bolting like crazy, and, and that's not mm-hmm. been an issue for me uh, this broccoli early. Broccoli and cauliflower. Right? Broccoli didn't. Cauliflower. I got like a couple cuttings of broccoli, and then man, some of them just went beyond where I could even get them quick enough. The uh, cauliflower, mm-hmm. um, all the lettuce, of course. I mean, I haven't even. Usually, I can plant that, in what we talked about on our last episode, in just a session plant yeah. that, but it's been bolting within like just three or four. I mean, as soon as it basically grows, it just starts so bolting I know. and um, it's just been out of control. So, cause it's been so hot and so humid that it's just making everything go crazy. And um, so it's been really good for the, the corn and the squash. I've been getting so much squash, the zucchini and the yellow squash. And it, it's been crazy. I've been, mean, I don't even know what I'm doing with it all. I mean, I actually. Um,
1: Do you ever I, shred it and freeze
0: it? I, I am, but I've also started, I, I'll, sh- you know, I have this in the notes when we were talking about I things we're eating, and um, I ran across this recipe for, cause you know, I make bread. You always think when those get too big, those zucchini get too big. It's like, what do you do? So I've been just, you know, I would, you make bread, you know, so I'd shred a bunch and freeze it and just make bread later. Um, but I ran across this recipe for zucchini patties. Have you ever made those? Yes. They're
1: I don't know so if I made good. these exact ones, but. Oh
0: yeah. I got this recipe and I'll put it in the show notes for anybody that yeah. wants to see it. So good. I made a couple batches of those and you can even freeze those. So I'm thinking about just making a bunch of those and freezing those whole, you know, like ready to ready to fry because they oh, yeah. are so good.
1: I love that. I shred it every year and yeah. save it. we have a chocolate muffin recipe that I make with mm-hmm. zucchini. That's pretty good that we can eat, you know, the whole gluten free.
0: Have you ever uh have you ever uh canned the uh, yellow squash?
1: I tried it last year. I canned it. Um, I cut it in big chunks, like mm-hmm. you would potatoes, and canned it. And then, I I have to admit, we haven't tried using very much.
0: Okay, it. I just wondered. And I've I never I've to. never canned I it. And I was wondering. I was wondering if you use if you've been pureed it and made like almost like a like a a pumpkin. Oh, um, I didn't
1: puree it. Pureed. I just chunked it. I
0: chunked it. I wonder how it would do with if you pureed it though, even and make for like soups or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of some different ways to preserve that. Cause I'm not eating it nearly quick enough. And
1: well, I know with man. pumpkin, you're not supposed to puree it,
0: but but squash, I think you can, because that yeah, is what they sure. actually make that. Yeah. So I, I'm not real sure either. I, I think if you've done it in smaller jars, even I've
1: dried you, it too.
0: dried it. Okay. Tell Dehydrated me about that.
1: It. People dehydrate it and turn it into flour. And I have not tried to turn. Oh, it so
0: into you puree flour. it, then dehydrate it. And then. Bl- turn
1: it, flour, it into which flour. i have not tried that but i have i have um just dehydrated it just because my okay. freezer gets for so like warm. soups
0: and things and yeah for soups okay. and stuff
1: like that um i try that the other thing you can do is you put it in somebody's car on their porch and then you run <laughs>
0: <laughs> i have unloaded a couple bags on some porches <laughs> in the neighborhood but other than that <laughs> i don't know what else to do with or it chickens i have a lot or yeah i have a lot yeah yeah you I definitely fit the livestock.
1: I think if you're a gardener and you have chickens, even the chickens get sick of the squash. The of the <laughs> zucchini,
0: year. especially. Yeah, They're for like, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I, you know, I was, when you catch it small, there's a lot of dishes you can make with zucchini and stuff, but then when it gets too right. big, it's like, you're limited. You are shredding it and making things out of it. And I have had, we've had a lot of zucchini dishes in the last couple of weeks. So I'm just looking at now preserving some, cause it's like, okay, I'm starting right. to get a little tired of it. It's time to. It's time to start preserving it. And uh, so I've been looking at doing that. And, um, you know, and like I said, with the bolting, I've been like, <laughs> the, you know, of course, radish, turnip, all this stuff that puts off those little seed pods. Well, I've been eating the seed pods and I actually been um, pickling some of them. And those are just so delicious. And I don't know. You said How like, the, you,
1: when you I say, think when last when time
0: you, we talked, you had never done that.
1: I have and, not still. Have you, when so you good. say pickling, are you talking about with vinegar or are you talking about fermenting?
0: I'm doing both. I have, I'm okay. doing both. I like the pickled. I actually like pickled a little bit better with the vinegar with like a pickling, yeah. you know, but to make, it, it actually has a little bit better taste. Um, I'm going to have to try it. The fermenting is obviously healthier for you, oh, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm what? doing both and uh, just eat, I just throw them in salads. I mean, I just pick them raw and just toss them in. My salads they are so good. Now the, once they get a little too big, they start getting really fibrous and tough and you can't eat them, but you pick them when they're young and when they're just basically the ba- like in, the, the sea pods. So good. Yeah. I just, I just eat them and they're so good. Yeah, I mean, gonna, a little I bit of that really rubbish want... or turnip, even the turnips have them and they're a little bit more mild and they're really good. And they're just, I love them. So I'm going to have
1: to try that. We've been eating, um, a lot of, uh, beets and beet greens. Yeah. And one of the recipes I want to share in here, but I'll have to type it out was, um, from Helen Nearing's book. Remember one of the you had turned me on to that book. The, yeah, I
0: don't um, remember the recipe that she gave for that Simple but yeah.
1: food. What no, not simple. The Simple Life is yeah, the name of the book. Uh, the good life well, is the book. She has another book, a cookbook.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody yeah, told me about somebody that. Somebody mm. sent
1: me, it's called Simple Food by Helen Nearing. Well, in that mm. book, she has it's beets, apples, and carrots, and you shred them. And um, it's really good.
0: And ferment them or just eat up like a almost eat like a it slaw. Like a,
1: just eat it like a slaw
0: nice and, um, it's yeah. really
1: good and simple and easy and fresh so we've been eating a lot of um roasted roasted beets with greens and some new potatoes because my potatoes mm. are getting pretty close to being ready yeah. so we've been pulling a few from under the plants and eating them
0: i like said so, i've been trying not to waste the, the the even though like i said my things have went bolting i'm trying to like broccoli for example it bolts you can't eat the flower the flowering part but you can eat the stems i mean you can still if they're still young you you can just chop the stems off and cook those and it still makes a nice broccoli dish so i've been just trying to use things like that even though they're bolting you know trying to use them up
1: my husband actually doesn't love beets but he loves beet greens
0: yeah and i've been putting them in my salads a lot and um but even those are like going to seed i mean even that's been kind of crazy and i've been been picking those it's yeah the the heat is
1: up and down so it's been really hot And like this weekend, it was 90% humidity. It was crazy humid. And then it's been cold. It's not been consistent. And then we've had really cold. So some of my peppers, they're taking forever to change. But yet I have things bolting.
0: We've been picking some peppers and eating them. And I've been getting some, I've actually been getting some, because we've been getting cherry tomatoes, right? Cherry tomatoes for a while. And the last. Week week and a half. I've actually been picking a few ripe, full size tomatoes, like some beefsteaks, already ripe. So yeah, that's been exciting. I always I'm love it when I get we my get there big soon. tomatoes. Yeah, I've always liked it when I get those. My peppers haven't been doing great though. They they haven't. Of course, the rabbit solved my problem there. And ate well, a few of the plants,
1: but... rabbit and the deer have uh, <laughs> topped. They topped my tomatoes.
0: So. Yeah, they topped my peppers. The rabbit did. They just basically took the plants about in half. Yeah, And uh, so I haven't been getting as many peppers. I mean, they're growing some, but I haven't been getting as many because they're a lot smaller, obviously.
1: Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But the And then out at the property, we spent time this weekend making raymeal chips.
0: Mm, yeah. Bunch you want to remind them. people what that is?
1: Yeah, raymeal chips are the wood chips off of basically the fresh new wood that's smaller. Um, I can't remember the exact size, but I think it's like inch and a half to two inches or smaller. And we chipped the whole thing with the leaves and everything and, and,
0: and the benefits of ramial chips are what you want to say that again
1: that's where so your trees will bring minerals up from mm-hmm. below and they will put that all of that into the new growth and the branches plus all of the hormones and everything are in that new growth so you're basically giving your soil, like all of those minerals and hormones, yeah. it's almost like a stem-stale transplant. It's a, yeah,
0: it's like soil. it's a mineral-rich chop and drop, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. really
1: mineral-rich, and we are clearing brush. Our woods, some of our woods, is very new growth, um, so we have more trees than are sustainable for that little forest. I mean, they're so you can't even walk through them. Yeah. So we're going through and thinning some of that. And in the meantime, we're like, well, we're thinning it. We might as well chip it. And so we chip that and put that onto the orchard, which was a lot of work with 90% humidity.
0: So you're doing the job of a goat. instead of having a goat, you're the goat. Gotcha. We're
1: we're being the goat right (laughs) now. Um, So we did that around the orchard and um, starting the guilds around the orchard. And we had one tree. That we did several, that I did several months ago, and then life got busy and I couldn't do them all. And that tree, it is so obvious that that's the tree that got compost and mulched because um, the other ones aren't doing bad. But this one just looks beautiful.
0: They do respond to some care. They do. Yeah.
1: I mean, this one tree just looks beautiful. And in fact, I have a little bit of a Japanese beetle issue. Nothing like last year, but I have a few Japanese beetles. They haven't even touched that tree. that, All my other trees.
0: That's always amazing to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just, it's so obvious. I mean, you can look around the orchard and go, what's different about that tree? So I did that for all the other trees and um, kind of been babying and pampering them, especially with the <laughs> with the drought. And hopefully that helps. But that that was a pretty big it, um, project that I got done.
0: It looks like we're going to have a decent apple and, and a really great pear harvest again this year. The pear trees are just loaded, loaded again. What's do that? Thin,
1: do you thin yours at all?
0: I don't. But oh. I did. I did um, this year. I mean, I don't thin them as far as picking the fruit when it's young and thinning it that way. But I did really um, prune those trees heavily this year and thinned out the branches and just left the big, solid, heavy branches and took out a lot of the small stuff. and And uh, but those trees are just crazy. I mean, they're producing so many pears. And, and it looks like a, one of my apple trees is doing really well. The other two, not so great. I don't have as many apples on them. But the one is, like I said, the I should be thinning it because that thing has got so many apples on it. It's all the way to the ground with some of the limbs because they're so heavy. That's um, what's
1: happening with my one apple. Yeah. I'm a little, I, I was like, I think I might need to thin it. And I told my husband, I'm like, we either need to find a cider press or you need to make a cider press because we're going to have so many apples. I don't know what we're doing with it. Well,
0: I guess them. the one he was building a few months ago didn't work out.
1: We broke the bucket.
0: Okay. You might've told me that. I think maybe yeah, you told me that. It
1: didn't work great. So it was like one of those, oh, we picked the apples. Let's make a cider press. And it was like that day. There was no okay, thought yeah. went into it. It was yeah. Kind of like, yeah. But this time we're trying to think ahead. In fact, we almost bought one a month ago, but we missed it. Somebody I think I'd
0: like to have press. one too, because my apples would be best used in that way because they're not the best eating apples. Exactly. But- but they would be great for cider press or they make great applesauce and things like that, but they're not great for just sitting there munching on.
1: Well, that's what we were thinking because we don't have that tree specifically. And the crazy part is, is I don't even, we don't know what it is. It was here when we moved here, but since we started pruning it and fertilizing it, it just produces so many apples every year, but they're not great. They're mealy, Yeah. Um. So we think they they're great for applesauce, but I have so much applesauce from last year, (laughs) and then they're great for, they'd be great for cider. Yeah. And um. And you can't bait up here, for deer, or we would use them for deer, but you can't bait. So. Yeah. We need to turn them into apple cider. I think.
0: You. So you get plenty of deer coming to your property. You don't need to bait. I don't
1: want them here. No, they can be <laughs> you, out
0: you need to put the house. apples on the neighbor's yard and bait their yard so you can draw them over there. <laughs> that's what I
1: need to do. Yes. So, yeah, it's like, I think that's something we're looking for one or um, we need to make one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do something a little different. Oh, I'm doing it actually actively doing it. Uh, we, we talked about succession planning on the last episode we done together and um, I uh, had a couple beds that were empty. Well, because I've had so much challenge with weeds and I don't normally do this because I don't even think it's like the most environmentally friendly thing to do but i'm laying down like the really thick landscape fabric like the kind you lay over the top of the ground and then burn the holes in and planting okay okay and the beds that i emptied out i actually turned them over and then put that down and then i planted in the holes because i'm like i do not have time to deal with weeds this year so and it isn't as pretty it doesn't look as nice you know and and but i i feel like i'm just like i I'm done pulling weeds this year. I just want to do something easier for these second plantings on these beds. And I just planted in those holes and done that. What, kinds, so, what
1: kind did you end up finding? Cause I've, I've heard.
0: I went I on I Amazon, a
1: lot of different kinds of it. It like was some really of it's thick. Biodegradable. Uh, some of it's not. Yeah, this
0: is not biodegradable. Okay. This was uh this is really heavy duty stuff. And it's the stuff with the lines in it. You know, it's made yep. for doing that. You know, uh, I went on Amazon and bought it. I could put a link in the show notes. I yeah, can't, I I, I'll put a link in with the caveat that this is the first time I've ever used it. So, right. I mean, I don't know a lot about it. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how great it, it seems like it's good stuff though. I think um, I'm going
1: to have to resort to that for a few.
0: I bought a big roll of it though. Cause I thought I'm going to use it. I, I kind of, at this point I'm thinking I might just go ahead and use it the rest of this year and next year. So I bought like a 300 foot roll. Yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> we were kind of talking about this before the podcast started and, um, you know, it's just, it's hard. We're both working. We're both trying to do the homestead thing. You're really good at putting out, you know, articles and stuff.
0: I'm doing content. Yeah. On on top of content.
1: I'm trying to, but I don't have the technology background. So it takes me five times as long to do anything, (laughs) but it's, it is hard. And um, unfortunately, that means sometimes you have to buy landscape fabric.
0: And and (laughs) at this point in, I mean, it's, I've mentioned it briefly a couple of times, but we have a kid living with us right now, right. my three-year-old nephew that we're doing foster care for right now. And, you know, it's a lot of work, so it's taken away a lot of my time and, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I'm still trying to make time for the other grandkids as well. Like me and my grandson went fishing the other day and had a great time. That boy, a six year old and he's getting into these YouTube videos where he likes to watch these guys on YouTube that that take these nets and catch all this crazy stuff. Usually these people are down in Florida and they're catching all kinds of exotic stuff, but he's like, Hey, Papa, I want to do that, you know, instead of fishing. So we're fishing. I wanted to go catch the stuff in the Creek. You know, I want to go down there and catch crawdads and catch little minnows and catch turtles. And so we get the net and the buckets and we're down in the Creek, you know, wading around, turning over rocks, doing all the stuff, catching all this stuff. And he's having a blast and he's reminding me of what having fun is all about because I'm like a six-year-old right with him again, you know, we're down in the Creek. And so I'm trying to spend time doing that. And, but you do a lot of that and then it, you, Forget about your responsibilities for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I need
1: to do I need to do more of that. Well, and we've had, um, you know, we had our family emergency. We had a loved one that had ended up in the ICU for several Mm -hmm. days. And um, my husband and I are kind of that sandwich generation where we're helping take care and helping our parents. And then we still have kids that need us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, life is busy.
0: Yeah, and it is. And it's, it seems like it's just a busy time for us. So we're, you're doing a lot, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm taking some shortcuts temporarily, you know, and, yeah, and I don't even know, think that's the best thing that. to do. No, I, I think it works and it's, and it just doesn't yeah. look as nice. And, you know, it may right. be a slightly, there might be, I've heard people that are super critical, you know, so you're going to get those microfibers in your soil and this and that, but, and I always default back to whatever I'm doing is a, probably a thousand times better than what I'm going to grow in the grocery store or buy in the grocery store. Rather. Right. And well, and I just, I lean on that, you know?
1: And, and we have listeners that are like, that are city dwellers or people that are working full-time plus jobs. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to stop them ever from. No, there are easier are... ways
0: to do things. Yeah. It I don't, don't want to ever stop them. The no, you don't
1: have to go out and do Ray meal chips like we did this weekend. Um. I don't ever want to stop people from being able to grow food. If that means that you have to use fabric cloth, go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I'm still, I still figure I'm compensating. I'm doing, I'm still doing my compost teas and i got, I've gotten into biochar. We can talk a little bit about that in a, in a few minutes, but you I'm know, excited biochar about that. And, and, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff with the soil. I'm still trying to make healthy soil really with a lot of microorganisms in it and everything. So it's like, you know, I figure if I have to take a shortcut here and there, it's okay. It,
1: Yeah. And I mean, and then speaking of that, I've been, I've been working a lot. Um, My job is really, really physical. Yours is too. You climb in and out of trucks a lot, but my job is really physical. And I've had, uh, you know, between that and homesteading, I've been having problems with um, tennis elbow base, which I'm not sure why I shouldn't call it tennis elbow. I should call it gardener and cleaning elbow. (laughs) There you go. So yesterday I've had my arm all wrapped up while I was trying to work and clean and, um, you know, just physically you just have to take care of yourself getting
0: older is hard and it can you definitely have to start figuring out different ways to do some things like i said a few years ago it's like man It seemed like every year when i was doing a lot of raised beds i kept building my raised beds higher and higher and eventually i'd like to turn this big old garden i've got out here in this other yard it's in the ground right now i'm thinking garden. at some point it's going to turn into raised beds and increase in height each year and yeah because it is easier i The older you get, when you don't have to bend over as much, and you don't have to pull weeds as much out of raised beds, and there's a lot of benefits to raised beds. And I'm that is
1: certainly my plan when we build gardens again as raised beds because it definitely, I mean,
0: I'll I'll save the in-ground stuff for the guilds and doing the stuff in the guilds. But when it's actually my annual vegetable garden, I really enjoy that having that in, in raised beds.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's a trend or if it's because. It really does look pretty, but I love how raised bed looks. They just look so neat and organized and and pretty. I mean, I don't have them now and I look at like yours and other people's and they just look so pretty.
0: And you can build them cheaper, but they won't last as long. And I keep telling myself when I build them out here, I want them to last 25 years. You know, I'm going to build something that's going to last. I'm going to use either really big lumber, like eight by eight, or I'm going to use like log cabin style, or I'm going to use like stone or pavers or something i'm going to build something that's going to hold up you know because i've had to replace many many beds that rotted out using two by six material or two by eight material or whatever and it just doesn't it lasts three, four, five years tops and then you're ripping everything out and redoing it and it's just a pain and i don't want to do that yeah. and it costs a lot of money even to do that so um yeah i want to build something that's going to last when i do it out here
1: yeah i have some ideas of what i'll do with mine i mean I think yeah. we have some big, huge white pines that fell during a storm out at our property, and we have a yeah, couple of friends that have sawmills. And
0: if you have access to that, that's a really yeah. I- we might have sawm, and yeah.
1: then we'll do the whole burn thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I think those would look really cool as rays. That would beds.
0: look nice. Yeah, really I've cool. got some ideas. I've got several ideas on what I'd like to do out here, but you know, I don't have access to a woods to cut my own lumber like that. So yeah. buying it is going to be expensive because I know. It, I mean, prices have went down some. Yeah. from where they were, but they're still, I mean, they're still things are still pretty expensive right now. Are up there. Um, I did well, want to before we yeah. get off the the garden stuff and go on to other things and building things. I did want to share some preserving things. We were talking a little bit about preserving squash and things, but uh I've been eating a lot of chard in my salads, right? So you peel that chard off because I, I ran across this recipe and I started doing this, and I thought, what a great way to use everything. Anybody's ever grown like rainbow charge you got those really thick stems you know what i'm talking about they get big and they're they're just like it's almost like celery it's pretty thick
1: it is. It is. is uh,
0: i've tried to, i've tried even cooking it and it just doesn't really get soft it doesn't really do everything It still isn't great it still isn't great you can eat it but it's not great um but i ran across this recipe for lacto-fermented charred stems and it's basically shoving them in a jar and fermenting them and they get soft and they get Healthy and they get a nice little flavor profile. And I've done a bunch of that. And like I said, the ones that I'm doing aren't even quite fully fermented, but I tasted a couple and they're doing good. And I think it's going to be a really, really good option for using all those stems up because that's a lot of food right there <laughs> that is, you're throwing totally I'm going to have
1: to try that because I yeah, love I think it's going to be but great art when they're is fermented. one of our favorite creams.
0: Yeah, I eat a lot of it. I I just I eat it raw in salads, but um. You know, of course, you don't want any of those stems to end up in there because it's tough. Right. Unless you
1: pick it really young. Yeah.
0: Really young. Yeah. Yeah. But so that is something I wanted to throw out there. I'll I'll put the link to a website that had that recipe that I'm trying on that. And I think it's going to work out pretty good. It it tastes really well so far. Just taste testing. it. sounds good. I'm getting into the lacto-fermented stuff a little bit more. I actually took a course (laughs) here. Yeah. I went through a course here a few weeks ago, uh, a lacto-fermentation course on just doing everything. I mean, it was just all kinds of stuff. And it was pretty good. Um
1: I took a class a couple of weeks ago when we were when I was down doing my stuff and missed a week of life. But um I had not considered fermenting grains and stuff like that. So yeah, I I'd like to get, get into, into that, that. Too. like he he had fermented rice and of course mm-hmm. my grains would all be gluten free. And I do ferment bread basically when I make my sourdough, yeah. but he was it was really interesting. I'm excited to try it.
0: Cool. Yeah. So it's another way of preserving things and using things from your garden that you may just throw in your compost normally, you know, yeah. that we could actually get a little bit greater benefit any, from.
1: Do you have any berries? Cause I've been picking, I don't have very many berries here. I have some raspberry, but out at our property, the raspberries and blue, wild blueberries are crazy. We've been I, we that's what I, I walked and ate blueberries yeah. and raspberries all weekend.
0: <laughs> I have the black cap raspberries. I have quite a few of those and those were going crazy, but now they're starting to dry up because of the heat and everything they're oh, actually pretty yeah. much done now. But me and my little nephew went out there and that boy loves black cap raspberries. He was out there just, I mean, once he figured out that he couldn't how to pick them without poking himself because they have thorns, you oh, know. Yeah. And uh, once he figured out how to pick him, I couldn't get him to leave them alone. I mean, I'm to help me pick them and put them in the bowl, but none of them were ending <laughs> up in the bowl. He was eating as fast as he could grab them. He was popping them in his mouth. I thought I better get you out of here. You're going to be sick. So <laughs> I had to remove him from the environment. So we get a lot of those. Um, now I have tree. I have like serviceberry. They're really trees, but they're they're bush size right now. Okay and they were actually putting out a lot of berries. I mean, I was getting a lot of the service berries. Nice. And they're 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 not super flavorful. Uh, flavorful, what's the word I'm looking at? Is flavorable? Flavorful? Yeah. yeah. Uh they they're kind of bland a little bit I think, but they're okay, you know, they're okay. Uh, they were good. Um so I was uh, we're eating quite a few of those, but I think they're pretty much done too now looking at them. Yeah,
1: I had saskatoons for the first time, which oh, is kind of popular up here. Yeah. I would like to get some bushes. They were like a cross between a blueberry and an apple.
0: I have, for the first time this year, I'm eating something, uh, I'm eating uh, Josta berries. And I'd never, last year I planted them, but they didn't put off any berries. But this year they put off quite a few and they're really good. And they're a cross between a gooseberry and a currant, I believe. Am I right on that? I think it's a currant and I think it's a gooseberry. Um, but yeah, and they're really good. They're super good. So yeah, yeah. jostaberry and I
1: could not find currants. I, I tried to find currant bushes to plant last year, and I couldn't find them. They are pretty sold out. We cannot plant. Um, I believe it's black currants here. Black currants. In the state of you you do the red
0: currants? Okay.
1: Because of the white pine, but um, I was mm-hmm. trying to find some red currants. But I, after having those Saskatoon's, now I want some Saskatoon I, bushes. I tell they're you what, I'm a,
0: I'm, a, I'm a fan of the jostaberry. Um, it. It almost looks like a large grape. Oh, it's so yeah, and it's really juicy. I mean, it's just okay. super juicy, really good. I mean, it was super interesting. Yeah, super, super good berry. i really liked them. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll be planting some more. I'm gonna be uh taking cuttings from those and trying to expand that because I like to have a right. bunch of them around a lot of my guilds because they're really, really good. Well,
1: and I've gotten my fill of mulberries because we have a mulberry tree <laughs> that has been oh my, I have can yeah, I probably have I think I've already said this. I have three gallons of mulberries in the freezer, plus what we've been eating. So
0: we picked yeah. a bunch and made a couple things, and I made a jar of jelly that we didn't even really can. I just made it to use right away, uh-huh. and then just ate a bunch. <laughs> but then they yeah, were done. It's
1: there's yeah. Though they don't. The bad thing about mulberries is outside of free. You basically have to process them this very quickly after you yeah. pick them. Yeah. they just turn to mush super yeah, they fast. Do. Yeah.
0: I love mulberry pie. I love mulberry jam. I love mulberries. They're one of my favorites, really. I love them.
1: They're just, Uh, I think you don't see them in the store because they don't last. They They
0: don't don't last long. They turn
1: to mush the day you pick them.
0: You can make things out of them and then preserve that a little bit. But Yeah. yeah, you have to make stuff out of them pretty quick. But I love yeah. them. I just sat there by the tree and just eat them. That's my favorite thing. <laughs>
1: that's what we do. That's what the birds do, too.
0: Yeah, that's what the birds do, too. Yeah. And my car says so.
1: <laughs> yeah, my car says so. And then we have little plants all over the yard that pop up.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> that's the red mulberry.
0: Mowing yeah. it like grass. Yeah, because they're just popping up everywhere. Um, yeah. So we'll move on uh, out of the, the garden here. Anything else going on on your homestead of interest?
1: Well, um, I have been working on compost tea. I got my little bubbler in the mail Yeah. after listening to you in the last episode and, or the last couple of times we've talked and you getting all excited about it and reading <laughs> some of your stuff. um, I decided I needed to do an aerobic compost tea instead of an anaerobic one. Plus it'll smell better.
0: Is it working out pretty good? I mean, is it, there's not been any smell or
1: there hasn't been, I just started it like
0: yesterday oh, okay so anyway yeah. yeah it
1: came in the mail right before i left
0: are you doing it outside lady. or in your basement
1: outside
0: okay i, I just say, don't
1: have room Yeah, you, you might basement.
0: discover a smell in your basement with yeah, no, no aeration or anything but um or with no yeah. airflow in your basement <clears throat> um but yeah, yeah so, so what so all did, what all what did you put in it did, 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 what all did you put in your mix there
1: i put worm worm juice in there well worm case what do they call? You put it? the castings I or the i put worm casting in there and i put some Comfrey in there, and then just some weeds.
0: Okay. And did I've you bag it or did like you off, put it in or loose?
1: Like plantain, I didn't. I don't have a bag. I okay. Figure out something for a bag, but yeah. um, I put um, plantain in there. Okay. Because it's got lots of vitamins. You looking it? for some
0: leaching effect off the the, the yeah off the and
1: plantain the, and um, yeah, plantain. not a lot. It was just kind of a quick thing. I'm like, I'm just gonna start something. Just start where I'm at. So you
0: didn't right? actually add any compost.
1: Just the worm case.
0: Just the worm castings. Okay. And then
1: um, I did add a little bit of kelp and a little bit of molasses.
0: I think if, if one thing I think you could do, even if you don't have any like finished compost at your house, go to your woods and look for some.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just should look, get
0: you that. a little bag of like some right. forest floor compost. Because yeah. that's basically, that's what that is. That's, that's a, basically, it's a finished yeah. compost on your forest floor, under the leaves, under the stuff that smelly earthy smelly stuff grab yeah. some of that and put in there i bet that would do a lot to for the microbial activity
1: if they had a perfume like that i would wear it <laughs> i just love the smell of the forest but
0: you probably yeah, smell like I that a lot of time that. anyway you spend a lot of time outside and in the i do and...
1: i do um i don't have really forest here in town to do that with but yeah. i could have brought some home from, from the property
0: yeah sure i yeah. think that would i think that would be something good to put in there i think yeah. that would give you some <clears throat> active microbes to really i mean i'm sure your vermicompost Cast and your castings probably have some of that in there, Probably, but I think you're, I think some compost would actually do better for that. You did put some yeah. molasses in there
1: a little bit. Yep. That'll help. Yeah. And some kelp.
0: It's kelp. Okay, cool. Just
1: put, like what I had in hand and it was like,
0: I think it'll do good for you. Yeah. I think it'll do good for you.
1: Cause like I said, it's been fast and furious and, um, and
0: your plan. You know, see now, now when I'm putting all this stuff together and, and the stuff that I've read and the stuff that I've kind of been studying on is that I would only brew that for like 24 hours.
1: Yeah. Well, I did that yesterday. So my plan um, was tonight yeah. or tomorrow to use it. Cause I have today and tomorrow off of my okay. other job and then I work the rest of the week. So
0: I just know when you were doing it anaerobic, you would let it go a lot was, longer.
1: Yeah. I was letting it go yeah. really long.
0: Yeah yeah. 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 So, okay, good. Yeah,
1: Cause my cool. plans were that everything needs feeding this week. And so I was like, well, I'll try this. I got my little bubbler in the mail and <laughs> I was very excited about it. And my husband was Looked at it and said, what is that?
0: <laughs> is, it, is it making a nice bubble in there? I mean, is it doing pretty good?
1: Yeah, it's not. I didn't get it like a super powerful one. Yeah,
0: but it's, it's making some just bubbles. Just a little and, fish bubbler. Yeah. yeah. You it's, didn't put like a stone on the end of it. You just stuck the hose in there.
1: I did. Like I took a little piece of, I took a rock.
0: No, no, I didn't. There's actual stones that you can plug that hose onto. And it'll make really super fine bubbles. Like for fish tanks. You oh no, use I didn't do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that when you're. I just weighted
1: mine down with. It's
0: better just to weight it yeah. down in there and to hold it down and let the bigger bubbles come out. Yeah. yeah no, it's to.
1: making big bubbles, but it's only a five gallon bucket. It's not like you're yeah. doing like 55 gallons, right?
0: I like a fifty-gallon barrel. I was doing it in five-gallon buckets for a long time, though. Until just yeah. recently, I built that bigger brewer. Yeah, yeah. So mine's
1: just a little. It was like eight or nine dollars on Amazon. It was. Yeah. It's just for a small for the
0: for the it's air a little big. air pump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah There's a little. You can go to a Walmart and buy one. I mean, they're yep. cheap. They're they're not. Yeah. Um, yep.
1: So that's my new. I'm. I need to get out my little book that you linked to the um micro.
0: Teaming with teaming microbes. microbes. Yes. Teaming yeah. with
1: Microbes book. And look at that. Cause this was like, so I mean, we can start talking about. Well, you're talking, you wanted to talk about what else is going on in your homestead, but yeah, I built
0: a, I built a, I don't think I might have mentioned it in the last episode, but I, I built a bio car, bio char kiln, not a bio car, no, biochar kiln, but I didn't build it great. It doesn't, the designs are great, but I used what I had here instead of bringing in, going right. and looking yeah. for some other stuff. And, and, um, one of the things you, when you're making biochar is you're wanting to create the part that you're making the biochar in is you want it to be pretty oxygen free. It's you're, you're trying to create this oxygen free environment so it chars the wood rather than burning it up because it'll turn into ash if it's getting too much oxygen, right? It'll burn too fast and make it'll turn into ash rather than char. So I've got I have a little campfire wood stove. And a barrel wood stove and a barrel wood stove I used to have in my garage. So I set them out in the yard and I cut a hole in the top of the barrel and I set my camp stove all the way down inside of it. Oh, okay. And I put the stuff I'm wanting to make char out of inside the camp stove. And then I built a fire in the barrel stove underneath of it. Well, then to create more of an oxygen free environment, I just block the flue. And of course the doors closed, but there's still a little bit of oxygen getting in there because it's not a tight seal. and you want a little bit, you want a little bit of the vapor to be able to escape, but it'll force out around whatever you're blocking it with. Like I just laid a, I laid a frying pan on top of the, on top of the flue of the campfire stove. And it was still put a little bit of smoke out because it'll, enough pressure builds up in there. It'll let some of it right. out. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm doing pretty good. And it did pretty good, but there was a little bit of ash being produced in there. So it's not perfect. And it, again, it was, but it was creating quite a bit of char too. Right. Um, and it was thoroughly charred. Like I could crumble it and it was pretty good. So it's doing good. I could, it just, I'm making small batches. It, it makes a lot smaller of a batch and it's okay. like, I said, it's not completely oxygen free environment really. Um, but it's working and I've been making, you know, I would say two gallons, two to three gallons of biochar at a time, oh, but it doesn't take good. very long because, because it's such a small batch. I just throw a few pieces of wood in there. And, let it go, up in and then within like an hour, it's pretty well charred. Um, so and then I just let it cool down.
1: That?
0: Well, it's it's only char at that point, right? You inoculate it afterwards. Yes, I put it in a bucket, right. and then I basically take my compost tea and I soak it in compost tea and inoculate right. it with with right. you know microbial activity.
1: So then, are you for a few it? days?
0: And then, yep, I'm just well. I do that. I'm actually crunching it up right. really, really small. Before I inoculate it. Okay. And then now I've actually haven't been putting that directly on my garden. I've been putting it in my compost.
1: I've heard of people doing that. that Now, as I
0: make more, I will be putting it directly in my garden too. But I wanted to get, I just started a fresh compost pile because I pretty much used all my old compost. And I wanted to really get this one going good. So I wanted to get a good, so I probably added maybe six or seven gallons of biochar. to my compost pile so what i've been i'm going to be making here on now is probably going to go in the garden and uh yeah i'm pretty excited and and i'm pretty excited about it i think it's you know there's i'll get maybe we'll do an episode later on all about biochar but yeah i made that little kiln it's working pretty good
1: my friend craig that we've i've talked about before he has a few videos he actually uses a cast iron
0: Mm -hmm. dutch oven oh
1: and he puts it in his wood stove so it's kind of okay, the opposite yeah. of what you did so he had a big wood stove and he put the mine's basically in, in it
0: i just cut a, it wouldn't fit through the front door so basically i just cut a hole in the top and okay yeah, down yeah. Inside yeah. and that's yeah. how he
1: does it small yeah. scale i mean if you had a big property it would be hard to do it but he's doing similar with
0: okay yeah, yeah. I, I think i just need to seal somehow seal that um that smaller stove up a little bit better yeah. so it's getting less oxygen into it and I think it even worked better, but it's not bad. I mean, it's doing a pretty good job, I think. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm excited about having that. And then I also emptied out my, I have a bathtub that I built a couple of years ago into a vermicompost bin. And then I basically have a, a bucket I set under the front of that. So the the, the um, leaching that comes off through the worms goes into that bucket. And then, so I have this leach, you know, that, that I can use. And then I also uh, get the vermicompost. So I just fill it full of food scraps and your rabbit manure and whatever in there. And then they just, over several months they'll turn that into pure castings nice. so i cleaned all that out separated the worms got me i don't know i got a few gallons of of worm castings out nice. of it and then i basically stocked it all up again with manure and food scraps and got it going again and 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 got the worms back in there and we'll wait a few more months and get out some more of those so i got that So something you know just trying to create that you know,
1: closed loop
0: closed loop soil yeah. nutrition for my property, you know, and I'm just getting into several ways. Yeah. So continuing to build and contribute and add things in that way. So yeah, that's cool. All that's that's cool. all new. Um, so we're going to get into the, the things we've been up to lately because we both had a lot of stuff going on. Let's talk about the big thing that's been going on with you the last several days.
1: Well, actually it's been going on for several months. So <laughs> yes, I, yeah, um, the plan, <laughs> I've been working since March to get Nick Nicholas Ferguson, who we had on the podcast a while ago. Um,
0: I'll drop a link to that episode in the show yeah, notes so yeah. people can go back and listen to that. If they missed I it. I was,
1: I worked on getting him to Michigan. He did several other people in Michigan, but we made a small conference down at Baker's Green Acres. Um, and he was there for a whole day and taught a long. Day class and it was outstanding so that was a pretty big thing to put together um and then right after that it went into they have a two-day conference so I was down there for four days at at their farm and um doing lots and lots of stuff and lots of learning I took classes on stop the bleed which sounds more prepperish but it's actually It was for homesteading because Mm -hmm. a lot of accidents happen on the farm. I mean, we've had our own issues here with um, some injuries, some pretty Mm -hmm. significant injuries and some scary things that could have been injuries. So it was nice to have some information on how to um, help somebody medically until the emergency crew gets sick. Like when we're out at our property, we're quite a long ways from a hospital. So which I know a lot of people are, but so I did that and, um, took a class there. on. oh shoot. I'm trying to remember. Oh, propagating plants. So propagating plants and trees and and Nick kind of talked about that too with his stuff. Yeah. But Nick is just, oh man, if you got if anybody is interested in bringing Nick in for a conference, he is, he is really, really worth it. And thinking that was a lot box, of stuff.
2: <laughs> He knows knows a
1: lot of stuff, has a lot of (laughs) really good ideas and thinking outside the box. He, um, he just really gave us a different perspective. He came out to our property and gave us some ideas on our property and uh, where to place the house and where a pond could maybe go and, um, how to get rid of some of the brush that we have going on. Cause like I mentioned before, we had lots of small trees growing up and, um, just some really, really good ideas. And then
0: um, he And um he just seems blessed. like a really nice guy too. <laughs>
1: he is super nice, super personable. And yeah, so just, and again, with him, his ideas about closing the loop, which you and I are both trying to do. And he just has some great ideas, you know, and of course he talks about his fodder trees, which is what he talked about when I had him on. And he talks about those and he talks about growing bugs and it's It's a lot more than that, but yeah. um yeah, so I had a really good time, but it was really exhausting. I stayed up till got up at six in the morning, slept in a tent, got wet, got cold, and stayed up till midnight, uh just talking to people. it was absolutely fantastic, and
0: yeah, I hated really that I could make it up there. It sound yeah. like it was so much fun uh, it was some great really event. great
1: people we had so much fun laughing and It's just nice to be around other people that love to homestead and garden. You met some listeners of the
0: podcast too, didn't you? there, I mean, there were some people who were listeners of the podcast that showed um, up.
1: I met Jordy, who's been on a couple of times. Yeah. That was fun. And yeah, it was, I don't know. I'd do it again, but I paid for it because last week I came back and I came back late Sunday night, had to go clean an office before I even came home and crashed. (laughs) And then I went straight into working uh six days in a row and yeah
0: I know I, I had things going yeah. on and I'm sending you some texts. I'm like, now I know you're busy. I just wanted to tell you about this because yeah. I knew yeah. I knew when you got back you were going to be just like you would have so much oh. to do that you wouldn't have time for anything. So I just wanted to turn you on to some things. But yeah, I was like yeah, yeah, I know she so got a lot do. going on.
1: I had so much to do and then on top of it I had sleep to catch up on. Like I went to bed a couple of nights at seven o'clock and didn't get up till seven o'clock the next morning because I just yeah. didn't sleep down there. I didn't want to miss anything it was, it was that good. It I sounds like a great season. time. Yeah, and, great and Baker's people.
0: green acres is doing some great stuff. I mean, it, you go check out their, their website or their, uh, they have a, a tribe. I forget what they call yeah, it. Tribe um, plus yeah. It's the cool. anyone can farm experience.com yeah. I believe is what it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mark and Jill are doing uh, some yeah, the
0: anyone things. can farm com. Yeah. They're doing some great things. I mean, and they teach some classes. He's got a great, a little YouTube channel where he just talks to a lot of people. He's had Nick on there. He's had me on there. He's had you on there. He's had several people on there and does like a little live show. Yeah. Um, and
1: I, I mean, I've known them stuff. forever. We homeschooled yeah. our kids together. One of my kids worked for them. Um,
0: you've done a lot of classes with them. Yeah.
1: I've taught classes. I, well, you've taken some class. I mean, the
0: charcuterie and you've taken some classes, Yeah, uh, butchered I a pig. Several. Yeah.
1: I butchered, I've butchered a pig, a steer, chickens, ducks, turkeys yeah. with them.
0: Done well, some good work there.
1: Charcuterie classes, I've taught classes on preservation and canning. And they're doing more and more of those. And their son mm-hmm. Joe, who has his own media company, is um he's doing fantastic videos. He's making some really quality videos. So. Was
0: he the one that was on the podcast, also?
1: Yeah, Joe and Okay, family. he was on
0: the podcast. Yeah, they were on the yeah, podcast. They live also. in a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: And they're young and enthusiastic. And yeah, so. I got to awesome. hold babies while I was down there, which if anybody knows me in person knows, I love children and babies. So <laughs> I got baby fix with uh, Joe, Joe and Faye's baby, and then uh, another homestead family's baby. Nice. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, well, you yeah, it was a busy. Time. I know you've been working so hard on getting that together and making sure everything happens and just making the plans to you know, have Nick in and do all the things just, and be part of that. So uh, you've had a lot on your plate the last several weeks and uh, as that approaches and uh, yeah, sounds like it all came together and it worked out really, really well.
1: Yeah. Now we both, now my plan is to start working on the, the conference speech that I'm that we're both doing my class there and you're also going to be there at the Indiana Homesteading Conference yep
0: doing the Indiana Homesteading yep. Conference and that's coming up quicker than it, than it sounds I mean it's in October so if folks if you haven't got your tickets for that yet um you know and we're you're planning on there was a way you can be there I think it's going to be really really good I, I mean not just because we're speaking there but there's some mm-hmm. great speakers there I mean Joel is going to be there the the Dougherty's are going to be there yep. um there's some great people and then they just a lot a really of like breakout se- you look through the okay. breakout sessions and see what people are talking about there's going to be some and then that's what we're teaching in our breakout sessions and um mm-hmm. yeah I mean just some great stuff yeah just, it'll be yeah. Some, some well you're great teaching three there.
1: classes I'm only teaching I,
0: I am teaching three <laughs> yeah which seems a little overwhelming uh, I got a lot lot to to finish there but I have started putting those together so I think uh it'll it'll go out all- yeah, I'm starting to
1: put mine together, and mine. Um, I'm not technical tech tech re- good at tech at all. So, I'm like, I better start early so I can put this yeah. together.
0: Yeah, I don't know how techy it'll be. I don't know how well the slideshow will be, but I'm putting my talk together. I think that's well, the part. even just
1: putting a slideshow together for me is a stretch. Yeah. You can ask my kids.
0: Speaking of slideshows, I'm doing some webinars, and if this will be released today, the day we're recording this, actually, I'm going to release it here as soon as we get done. I'm gonna edit it and get it out and tomorrow i so if anybody hears this right away you could there's still time to get in on the webinar that i'm doing tomorrow evening um so i still have some seats left there uh for that um quite a few people signed up to be part of that and i'm going to be teaching on closing the loop on soil fertility and i'm gonna be talking about a bunch of things you can do on your property to um to close that loop to to make your soil fertile for a couple reasons one bringing in fertilizer is expensive you know it's expensive to just keep your you know buying compost buying fertilizers and then there's also a risk if you're even bringing in things to do it in a more organic way like you're say you're bringing in grass clippings and you're bringing in wood chips and you're bringing in compost from other people's properties you or manure those kind of things i've heard so many horror stories about people bringing things on their property mm-hmm. that have been sprayed or have the animals that they got the manure from were fed like, uh, something that like an herbal, uh, herbal, uh, a broad herb, herbicide, herbicide, yeah. broad leaf herbicide. And they brought that onto their property and now their gardens will not grow. Yeah. I mean, so anytime you can close that loop and do this, this stuff on your own property, you eliminate or greatly reduce the risk of something like yeah. that happening. So, uh, that's what that webinar class is going to be about. Um, and I'm going to get fairly detailed on the, all the things that you can do. I would say all those things I've done, not all those things I do all the time. So, uh, I'll be talking about uh, ways you can do that. And, and how long
1: and, do you think that will go?
0: Uh, there's going to be some hour. question and answer time. Okay. So I, it could, I mean, anywhere from an hour to two hours, I'm, I'm thinking it could be. So and it's
1: tomorrow night at
0: tomorrow seven, night at seven. Yeah, tomorrow Eastern.
1: night, what date is seven today? Eastern
0: it'll be the 18th, so okay, it'll be yep. July 18th. And, but I mean, here's the thing, um, w- which brings me to the next thing that, Hey, Rachel, we built, a, we built a membership. I built a membership Wait, that no, you're part you of. You built it
1: because I am <laughs> not technical. Of. You're
0: contributing, but I built it. Um, we've had Patreon. We're still going to have Patreon for people who want to just contribute to the to the podcast and get some bonus podcasts here and there. And, which we've not been real good about doing lately. We've done a few, but not too many lately, but we, we, we do those. We do extra podcasts and Patreon and we try to add a few things to Patreon. when We get a chance. The bad thing about Patreon, there's a couple things. One, you're very limited on what you can offer there.
1: Yeah.
0: And a second thing about Patreon is a lot of people just won't use it because right. there's some stances they've taken in the past yeah. that people just basically boycott Patreon and, and you're just limited, you know, on what we can offer in there. I really enjoy teaching classes and doing things and I want to do more of that and offer courses and Rachel does too. So, you know, this, this membership is a great way. Plus there's an opportunity for community in there because there is a little bit of a forum in there that you can talk and ask us questions directly or talk amongst yourselves and just comment on things, which is cool. I like that. I always love community in any form. So anyway, uh, the replays on all these webinars will be available obviously in the membership. So and it's a very affordable membership, and I'll have a link in the show notes if anyone wants to learn more about that. It's just opened up, like at this point, just a few days ago. So material is still going in, and it's just going to get bigger and better every day. And uh, I'm excited about it. I, I've been having fun putting it together and putting the things in there and getting it set up. Patreon still an option, you know. It, there's folks. There's one yeah. thing that Patreon does that the membership doesn't, and and if you are a Patreon member just for the bonus episodes and you want to be able to take an RSS link and put in your favorite podcast player and get those podcasts right inside your podcast player, you can get that with Patreon. You can't get that with the, you will have access to those bonus episodes in the membership, but not that RSS link that Uh, will, so you can play it in your player. You would either have to play it in the membership or download it onto your phone or whatever. So, I mean, there's still options. You can still listen to it on the go, I'm just saying that there's, that is one thing that Patreon offers that, that the membership can't be at this time. So I just wanted to put that out there, but I'm thankful for anybody that wants to contribute and help out and be part of the community. And, you know, I don't, I want to build things that offer so much though, that way more than what you're um, paying for it. I don't, I I am not one of these people. I've had people tell me in the past, man, you ought to be charging more for that because, you know, that's worth more. I don't care. I would rather put stuff out there and make it so available for people that that it's just like a no-brainer. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I got to give that, pay that much for that because I'm getting this much more in return. For example, like that webinar, if you did, if you did those things that I'm going to talk about and you weren't buying fertilizer for your garden and compost for your garden, you're going to save way more money than the membership could ever cost you. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. I mean, I way more. One bag of year. it, right, yep. even.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bought compost this year. I can tell you, you'd be saving way.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I mean, I guess I just say that to say this that it's not like I'm trying to make a lot of money. Putting we, I don't charge a lot for these kind of things when we do these kind of things because it's like I always want to create something that's a lot of value. For very very little money, so no, you guess, put
1: you put a lot of time into stuff, and because I, for one, I'm really thankful for.
0: It. I hear people say this all the time. I was like, well, you know, if you'll charge, you know a hundred dollars for this course. You only got to reach like 500 people or whatever, get a lot of money. And I'm like, well, I would rather reach 10,000 people and charge them $5 or reach, yeah. you know, or $10 or, or something. You know what I mean? I would rather reach masses and, and be able to have a lot of people benefit from something and just make very little from it. I mean, that's just the way I am. I just feel good about that. It makes me feel good about it. it doesn't make me feel like I'm putting anybody in a position where they can't afford it or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. I, I guess I, just, I want knowledge to be free, but I also know that, I can't spend a lot of time building everything I want if I don't make a little bit of something from it also. So yeah, I guess I put the, that out there. to, to
1: Yeah, that's it. the thing. I mean, both of us are working and um, we'd love to do as much as we can, but we also have to work. And I know, as, especially you, you put a lot of effort into writing articles and creating classes and I'm starting to try to do that. <laughs>
0: No, you do you do good you do plenty also and 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 i just think we like again the membership's young just a few days mm-hmm. so we, we haven't poured yes. everything into that yet but it's just you know i've got big plans on adding a lot of courses a lot of classes a lot of material in there a lot of content um over time but uh that's what makes it fun i just love having a place like that to to dump stuff like that into and um yeah i think it'll yeah, be a great place I mean- for that so
1: we're both really passionate about this subject of homesteading. We love it. It's our lives and we just want to help other people and, and yeah, it's great to just keep sharing that in that membership and building yeah. that and building a community.
0: That being said, if you just can't afford a membership, uh, even if at, the, at a low price, you know, the the Front Porch Facebook group is still a great place mm-hmm. to interact um, the podcasts are just free. They're always going to be free. There's ads that play in them and you don't get that. If you're in the membership, you get them ad free, but you know, if you're listening to right. three or four ads on a, on a podcast, it's like no big deal. You know, you get all that stuff for free. So uh, I want people to be able to access information and yeah. number one, well,
1: and we're also both always open to questions either in the and, homestead front porch or by email. You
0: know, and, for- and you know what? I'm going to yep. do these webinar classes. Most, I would say, unless I bring on somebody to do one with me, they'll be free. If it's just me doing them, they're going to be free. If you catch them live, they'll be free. Right. If you don't, if you're not interested in the replay, you know, you don't need the membership. So you can even watch those classes for free. If you catch them live, that just doesn't fit with everybody's schedule. I know. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> but
0: yeah. I, I'm just putting it out there that the information can be, be gotten without it yeah. being the membership. And I, I like best. that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that. People can get it. So yeah, that's, that's, Basically everything I wanted to, to say about that, uh check it out. I'll have links in the show notes for I'll put a link in there for the the webinar, even though I think a lot of, a, a lot of people probably ain't gonna catch it because they're gonna hear this after it's they might, going yeah. On. But you've but, you've
1: posted it online. Um yeah.
0: I've and that's the thing I did Facebook want to mention and- also. If you go to redemptionpermaculture.com dot com, at the very top of my website, there's a link to the uh to the webinar. And any future webinars, I will put them there. So when they're upcoming. When I start scheduling the next one, it'll be there. You can click there and register it, or you can sign up for my email newsletter. I send out emails a couple times a week at least, and I usually mention, i well, I'll always will mention at some point upcoming webinar or classes or whatever in that too. So you can be, be on the newsletter and get that information or just go to the website and routinely yeah. and click on it when it's up there. Or just be in the membership and you don't have to worry about any of that.
1: Yeah, your website has got a lot of stuff on it. Mine's still very baby and I'm adding to it very slowly, but yours has a, a lot of stuff
0: on it. And yeah. um
1: and I speaking of which, my cup of coffee is gone.
0: Oh, it's so it's no longer a coffee chat. We're out of coffee. So I, don't know. I, guess I
1: didn't see you sipping any coffee this whole time. I've, I've been sipping. Oh, it. You there didn't you go. Notice.
0: Yeah, you didn't notice, but I was. But, <laughs> looking but yeah, it's notes.
1: always great to catch up and this is a really relaxed um Podcast. We haven't done a really relaxed podcast. Yeah. If you
0: don't like this one, go listen to some of the others because we're usually not, we're usually more structured than the others. But
1: it was just easy to, it was. we haven't been on in a couple of weeks together and it was easy to catch up because a lot's been going on in both of our lives. It was just yeah, easy to catch just up. Just in the homesteads
0: and things are changing and just getting closer to that harvest season. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I'm excited and a little bit nervous because I always get a little overwhelmed in harvest season and uh, when things here. go full blast. Stay and uh, so it's like, I get excited because I'm always, just, I love to have the, the, the cupboards full and I love having right. it done, but oh man. <laughs> It's so much it is, work. It, it
1: is overwhelming. And you and I are both trying to uh, keep learning too. So we're, yes, we're trying to yes. keep learning things on top of building community sites. And then suddenly yeah. all the tomatoes are ripe. What do I do with all the tomatoes?
0: I have taken more paid classes this year than I've ever taken ever. Uh, I think I've taken about a dozen paid classes this year have you to, really, learn, I, I've to learn, learned some things. Several,
1: um, in yeah. person last year i did several in person with um that were two and three days long which are I've done
0: zero fast. in person I've, they've all been online but and i would say i have benefited greatly uh mm-hmm. greatly from I took a for
1: couple me. of those same classes as you did in fact yeah. i think we both got the um from permies we got the yeah, yeah. master course
0: that was and pretty i good.
1: need yeah. to finish mine i haven't completely finished it cuz it's very in depth
0: yeah, it's pretty good. And and there've yeah. been some other really good ones I've taken. I've yep. taken some on herbal uh remedies and I've yeah, taken you some did. Yeah. I just took this one on the uh, uh, on uh lacto fermentation. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I've taken several. Um so I I've, I've been enjoying it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, <speaking laughs> but I've of also what been
0: kind of, of it's 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 I def, I tell you why. It's it's been it's been a lot. It's been like drinking from a fire hose, of course, but right. it's also fed my passion a lot too. I've been really more excited yeah. about trying new things and getting things yeah. going. And, and I think uh, it's it been does fun. feed
1: that to keep yeah. learning. It does keep feeding it. And speaking of which, I mean, we talked about bakers. We're kind of advertising for them, but um, yeah, I do a book club for them and mm-hmm. starting next week, we're doing a book club on, we're combining two herbal books on learning how to make herb herbal remedies and stuff like that. And I'm doing that with, with Jill, who yeah. is, um, she just, she has some medical training and stuff. So we're going to be doing that together. And that's, that is free to be a part of on Monday nights at six 30, but, um, that's can you free. A, can you
0: send me a link for that? Just that. So that's club.
1: free, but once it's recorded, it's not, so you actually, you have to participate. See participate
0: it's free but it's in their membership if you want to join yeah it's similar yeah. to
1: what you're doing and um hey
0: and i want to also say yeah. that a lot of people have memberships you know and and at yeah. the same time i also believe that you know you can't be in all of them i get no. that no. and uh i have no problem with that you know i i have no problem promoting their membership and yeah. if, they, if it's a better fit for somebody i say go there uh, i'll tell you i mean they're they're dealing with a lot larger livestock if you're wanting to know about Pig yes. butchering and cow butchering and and doing things with that kind of stuff. They're dealing a lot more stuff than that. That what well, I mean. At some point, we may have guests on that teach them on that stuff, but they've already got that kind of information. Yep. Um. So yeah, if that's a better fit for what your needs are, I say go there and be part of their membership instead yep. of ours. If you got, if you're yeah, limited that's where on that.
1: I have done all of my. I mean, that's where I've done. I've learned how to butcher pigs and steer. We yeah. butcher uh, chickens and turkeys and ducks. I yeah. mean, I've done that with them several times and in the charcuterie classes.
0: Yeah. In the future, I would love to have people come on and do like some classes or yeah. something like that online and teach something. I think it'd be great to be, have that in ours, but it's not right now. And, uh, yeah, it, you yeah. go get what so you book need. Club,
1: we have <laughs> a blast in that book club. It's really fun. And it, and it's just a book club. And I'm maybe at some point I would, if there was interest, I'd like to do one for our group. Yeah. Um, I lead fine. two book clubs. They're You're not pretty busy incredible. with
0: book clubs. Yeah, I
1: have two. One I do. The other one I do is for Justin Rhodes, but um, they're not incredibly well attended. So, um, for me to take the time to do it, I would really have to have some real interest. Because right now, currently, yeah. we only have like two or three people attend.
0: Well, if yeah. folks jump in the membership, leave a leave a comment in there somewhere yeah. in the because they are fun.
1: People. It is a way to read. E- you know, you want to read a book and you want to finish a book. And sometimes it's hard to make yourself do that because you've got all these other things to do. Yeah. But when you have book club and you have assigned chapters, it's almost like when you're in school, you actually do it because, oh, I got book club and yeah. on such and such a day. So it kind of gives you that motivation to yeah get it done. And
0: I, yeah, cause I'll, I'll read yeah. three or four chapters of a book or something and put it up. And then I might not, continue yeah. for six or eight months because yeah. I just got a sidetracked and got on something else. And then, yeah, I pick it up. Yeah, and and I, would, it. I
1: would love to do that. Cause for me, that's what it is. It's motivation yeah. to finish books. Cause I have a hard time. I mean, and we have done some, I have done some fun books. Like we did. Uh, well, I'll make a suggestion. Book.
0: I'll make a suggestion on one. You should
1: Yeah, teaming with, with micros.
0: We've mentioned that so much lately. That would be a really good one to do in a book club. So
1: that would do it be great with our group. And, and even if we just did it in the winter yeah. When there, things are a little bit slower. We may just, yeah. Let me just hold off
0: and wait till winter and things are slowing yeah. down after harvest is done. And then, yeah, do a book club in there. That'd be fun. Yeah.
1: That would be really fun. And that's how we, we've gotten some pretty, man, some of these books have been a lot to chew on that we've yeah. tackled. And others have been way more relaxed and fun. And, you know, so, yeah, comment Exciting in the membership and tell us if you'd like that. Or even in the Facebook group, because we should do the same thing. We could make it a live thing. And then the recording goes in membership yeah. or something like
0: that exciting stuff coming up stuff exciting stuff happening we're just having all kinds of fun with this but uh yeah we we appreciate you folks listening i mean uh this is where it all comes from you know if uh if folks didn't listen and show interest and uh be a part of things uh, we wouldn't do any of this stuff but it's because of you it's your fault folks that, that we it do is, all this. it things.
1: is <laughs> and harold and i kind of get on and talk each other and keep each other going too because yeah. i think both of us a few times have been discouraged <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think that's all I have. Do you have anything else you want to throw in there?
1: I think that's it.
0: All right, folks. Well, until next time, happy homesteading. God bless.
1: And grow where you're planted.
2: Looking around, I find the sea. I think I need a change. The right race I want to flee. My world I'll rearrange. I'm getting back to the roots of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit, raising livestock, living free It's a modern homestead we do here every day, snapping beans like grandma did, sitting on her front porch, hunting and fishing like a kid, once you've done all of your chores, it's a mom.